Welcome to Solo Sailing with Trev White. Well, today I'm sitting in the cockpit, well not the cockpit, the actual cabin in uh, Tintin. We're at Verda Marina. I've got uh, the fans turned off, I'm sweating my ass off. It's quite hot in here. You know, the funny thing is, once you get into a marina, all the boats around you, there's trees around you, there's buildings around you, you don't get a breeze. Uh, I think I get a breeze from one angle when it's blowing from the east. So, because we're uh, talking on a microphone, I can't have any fans going. And I'm inside because it can be a bit noisy around this place. This boat's quite close, although boats either side of me have departed. They've gone somewhere, so I have a little bit of privacy, but it's pretty damn cosy. Vuda is a unique marina. It's a product from World War II, I believe carved out of the coral, um, maybe by the US, but it's a, a circular, or well, the main basin is a circular basin, and boats come in, they uh, go in forward or stern, and they tie off forward and stern, and, and you're in a big circular formation, basically tied up boat to boat, and uh, yeah, it's very unusual, very tight, very uh, different when you're coming in. Although you do have, you know, really good um, boat staff in their tender boats. You know, they move things around, they slow you down, they speed you up, they uh, run lines to help you manoeuvre. But you've got to be on, got to have your wits about you because it'd be easy to uh, do some damage to someone's boat or your own. You know, I've got uh, folding solar panels on the back of my uh, cockpit, which I needed to quickly fold up because I didn't realise how tight it was. Also needed to pull the Starlink terminal off because uh, that was too tight. Um, and needed to get you know uh, six fenders out, and that was just enough. So if you come into Buddha with four fenders, I don't think it's enough. But uh, everybody has their own way of dealing with these things. But anyway, we're in Buddha. It's hot. It's um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a grungy sort of place, but you know it's not not dirty. It's well kept and clean. But the main basin's a bit uh, bit dirty. I wouldn't go swimming there if I didn't have to. And then the um, second basin is reasonably new. It's been carved out or reclaimed. I'm not quite sure. Um, it has floating docks, a bit more civilised, um, a bit more uh, exposed to the uh, the elements. So I think the basin we're in is more the cyclone basin. They can put a, uh, a barrier across and then they chain all the boats in. The other basin is newer, so I'm sure they're just figuring all that out. And then at Vuda, you have oh, dozens and dozens of boats on the hard. They also do cyclone pits. So they dig a hole in the ground, and for monoholes, they lower your boat into the hole until you're resting on the hull and your keel is in the hole. Uh, and then they chain you down with uh, weights or, um, or, or pins. Uh, it's an unusual, effective. Uh, but it takes up space. It's also quite expensive. I think it's about $10,000 for a 40, 50 footer for six months in the cyclone season. So it's about a year's, a normal year's mooring fee for an Australian marina. But they have a unique product and there's been a few cyclones go through here and most of the boats have survived. Well, at the moment, 
I'm not so sure. Like, there's a lot of boats on the hard. I'm not sure I'd be very comfortable in this marina if a cyclone went through. But um, I'd be probably more comfortable here than anchored out in the bay. Um, yeah, but anyway, we, we're in here. We're uh, getting some work done. Uh, came down from Savu Savu via Namina Reef, Bua Bay, another little island. Come down through the uh, west coast of the main island of Fiji. Stopped along the way, stopped at Latuka. Uh, did a bit of shopping, had a look around, checked out some engineering shops and ended up in Vuda to get my anchor winch fixed, which is completely shot. Now, speaking with the ladies at the office and um, just sorting out all my um, birthing fees and how long we're going to be here, insurance, all these other issues that come up. And they have recommended a chap called Ratish. One of them knows him quite well. And Ratish has come down, taken my, uh, well, I've taken my um, winch off. He's taken it away and uh, had a look at it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, where we're at with the, um, the windlass. And life at Vuda. Well, life at Vuda. Life at Vuda is a little different to other places in Fiji. It's uh, very westernised. We're in the middle of uh, dozens and dozens of um, boats, a lot of people with uh, significant resources and some bones of their ass. It's a eclectic mix of people. Yeah, quite interesting. Vuda itself has a little cough, uh, cafe um, where you get coffee and um, some basic foods and also munchies. Uh, it has a chandlery where you can, um, a lot of different boat parts, to be honest. They have a fuel dock, um, you can get gas. There's not much you can't get here. In fact, if you walk out the front gate, you can all, there's a gas depot at the front gate to the left. Uh, and then also has a decent restaurant and a bar. So there's two aspects to the restaurant and the bar. The bar does sort of bar meals and the restaurant does restaurant meals. I think they both come out of the same kitchen, but um, either way. It's a, a nice spot. It gets a decent breeze down at the bar, so it has a bit of a, um, a beach vibe, but sort of elevated, so the breeze comes through there, so it's good sitting at the bar, and one of the tables near there, you get a have a beer, get a breeze, a bit of a view, watching boats come and go. You know, new boats coming into the um, into the channel, trying to work out what the hell's going on. It's, um, it's a bit daunting when you first come in, especially... Uh, depending on the tides. If you've been waiting to try and get in and the tide's dropping, yeah, it, it can be a bit challenging. But, yeah, we still managed to get in. I've got a two-metre keel. Um, yeah, so what we've been doing, we've been prepping for uh, yeah, the Asawas. We've been trying to get away and go diving in the Asawas. That's the plan now that we're in the southern part of Fiji. The Asawas has some really good diving, apparently. So there's a place called Volley Volley, which is a, a resort that we tried to get to on the way down and we passed, but um, we may try and get there on the way up to the Asawas. Um, but at this stage, we're just focused on um, provisioning. So we went into town, had a look at, uh, had a look at you know, Latoka again, went and did the shop, round of the shops, got some more provisions, you know, started getting some fuel, topped up the gas, yeah, and getting into town, like, what did we do? We went to the front gate and we caught the local bus, which is a bit of an adventure, to be honest. It took us about an hour to get into town on a local bus. No windows. 
very uh, very Pacific Island style. I think it costs three dollars to go into town on the local bus. Um, stop start, stop start. Uh, but you know, it was you know it was good fun. It was convenient. And then we caught a cab back, and the cab cost us twenty bucks from the supermarket back to um, the marina. So you know, you just got to weigh up whether you want to catch the bus or go by cab. Um, the uh, yeah, the other thing I've just got found out is um, my anchor uh, windlass requires a full rebuild, so. The uh, windlass is going to require a new new uh, motor, uh, which is sort of burnt out or worn out, uh, new spline, new gears, and a few other bits and pieces. So basically everything bar the uh, outer casing needs to be replaced. It's all you know, stuffed. I have no idea how old this windlass is, and I can't. It's no longer in production, or it's been changed uh manufacturers who were making the uh, windows. It looks very similar to a mule, but it's a little different. Uh, it was Australian made, so it may have been mule who then, you know, rebadged. Either way, I can't get parts. So, Ritish has gone to an engineering shop, mate, and they are building all new parts, including splines and gears. And at this stage, that is going to cost me about $1,200. So, I've said yes, go ahead with it. And... I've just found out that um, that it's going to take a little longer than uh, anticipated to uh, to get that back. So Rian and I have um, started organising a diving adventure. We are going to lock up the boat. We're going to go away for a week. We're going to go diving at the um, Jean-Michel Cousteau Dive Resort up in Sabu Sabu, where we just came from. So we didn't go there previously, but... Yeah, well, we were sort of doing our own thing. Um, she's liaised with them. She she sells that resort uh, from her dive company anyway. So we've arranged to uh, stay there and do some diving, basically do a product review. Uh, it's a nice nice location. Apparently, it's a very nice resort. And we're going to um, we're going to fly up or from from Nadi to uh, Savo Savo, and then we uh, we'll go to the resort. And do about a week's diving. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. Whilst that's uh, whilst we're up there, the uh, winch will hopefully be rebuilt, and when we get back, we'll be able to go to the Yasawas and go diving in the Yasawas, and I'll have a working winch that'll allow me to uh, anchor without killing myself. So what I've researched from the Yasawas is it can be um, windy, it can be really windy, and it can be very swelly. So I definitely want a working winch before I go there, otherwise I'm just killing myself. And some of the anchorages are, are a bit challenging uh, from what I've read. The other issue is it's busy. We've got um, one or two arc rallies have come in to Fiji from Tonga. So there's a lot of boats going around. They're all doing their own thing. There's boats going everywhere. Plus you've got the normal cruising boats. And Fiji is a primary destination for a lot of Kiwis. So they go to Fiji before they go to Tonga. Well, they don't actually go to Tonga. Um, they, they come primarily to Fiji. They might go across to Vanuatu and Numeria and then back to Fiji, uh, sorry, back to um, New Zealand, I'm not sure. But there's a lot of boats in, uh, in Fiji. So it's a busy place. 
Uh, it's particularly busy in Vuda, where boats are also hauling out before they continue on across the Pacific. So before they get to New Guinea, or the Solomon, New Guinea, places like that, they're, um, they're hauling out, they're doing a new bottom job, or the anti-foul, uh, any engine work, some people are pulling masks, um, you know, doing standing rigging, running rigging. So it's got a lot of uh, facilities and resources, and if you've been coming coming across from the US or Mexico, um, it's probably one of the first affordable places where you can do things. You know, they do have some facilities in Tahiti, but Tahiti is uh, commonly known as incredibly expensive to get any work done. Fiji, maybe a little less, but it's not cheap here either. It's you're in the islands. It's a bit of a monopoly. Um, yeah, it, it's not a cheap marina to be in. It's uh, it's costing me about 60 bucks a day, uh, which is even expensive in Australian standards. Uh, the haulouts, I'm not sure what they cost. Uh, Art Sand's not all that cheap. It's a pretty busy place, though. But, you know, you take what you get when you're in the middle of the Pacific. So, yeah, we're off to, um, off to Jean-Michel. Once I'm up there, I will do... Once we're heading back, maybe when we get back, I'll do a, um, a part two to this little segment. So uh, that's our plan. Instead of waiting around here, sweating our um, profusely, we will head to Jean-Michel and go diving and uh, live a little better than what we're living in the marina. So safe sailing, and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Solar Sailing with Trevor White, uh, part two of our Jean-Michel Pierre Dive Resort Adventure. So now back on the boat. Been away a week. Yeah, where do we stand with the, the windlass? We still don't have the windlass back. We've had some dramas there. Uh, Ritish has gone off on an emergency boat job. Uh, apparently the, the windlass is still at the shop. Hasn't been finished. It's a little bit like rubber time. So yes, that's a little frustrating. But we had a uh, had a good good trip to Mont Jean-Michel. So we left uh, left Navi, grabbed a cab. It's about uh, 60 bucks from the, uh, oh, sorry, left Vuda. Um, 60 buck cab to the Nadi airport. We jumped on a Dash 8 aircraft, little one. And about an hour flight up to, up to Savasabu. So one thing, we, uh, we flew over Namina Reef. So it was good to see it from the air on the way there. That was interesting, and we hope it, well, we hope to actually dive there, but we didn't get to dive there with um, the result. The weather was still too windy. So yeah, we got to Savu uh, Savu. Got picked up by the um, hotel transport, taken to the hotel. Hotel is is very very nice. We had a bungalow on the beach, and um, yeah, it's a it's a big change from living on a boat. You know, you're in a, a lovely bungalow with a nice breeze, which would I'd be calling a windy breeze, but it's a nice breeze when you're. Uh, on land. It's a great resort, uh, very family friendly, has a lovely couple of pools, nice bar, nice uh, dining area, uh, their own per private jetty and um, yeah they uh, they cater to diving and uh, snorkeling and, and kids. So if you've got kids and you're um, looking for a dive holiday, uh, it is a good resort for that where the kids can just go and be looked after. They have um, you know personal minders essentially and you can go off diving. Um, and they cater to a whole different range of ages and activities. So we went diving, well, Rhea went diving every day. I went diving um, twice. 
I did a, um, a dive, uh, like a drift dive along the, um, the coral, uh, coral reef, not far from the resort, which was pretty good. I sort of drifted, um, along the reef, over the reef, and then onto the other side and got picked up by the boat. So that was pretty good, pretty good dive actually. It was interesting. Um, there's a fair bit of marine life down there. It's a nature reserve. I found that, um, pretty good. Like the uh, staff are good. The boat was good. Um, yeah, equipment, can't complain. Everything was, um, yeah, everything was uh, quite enjoyable. It was easy. Didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to jam cylinders, load gear. I, I enjoyed that aspect. And, uh, and then I did another dive with Rian on a sea mount. It was like a small, small sea mount in the middle, uh, middle of the ocean, really. Um, again, yeah, just drove about 20 minutes to a isolated sea mount, a lot of coral, uh, mooring just in the middle of the ocean. And again, there's no way you could do this at the yacht. Finding it would be difficult enough. Anchoring on it would be a, a challenge. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't feel safe if you were you know, two people anchoring and then going for a dive. Or at least I wouldn't. You're 20 minutes by fast boat from anywhere, so essentially in the middle of the ocean. But it was uh, probably the best coral I've seen in Fiji. It was uh, it wasn't an inch wasn't covered in pretty good looking coral. Lots of fish life. Uh, we had. I don't know, we had probably 15 dives in the water. So, again, it was an enjoyable dive. And, um, yeah, it was well run. I, I quite enjoyed a lot of the, the colours in the reef. And then I just sort of chilled out. We ended a couple more dives. Um, yeah, that's her passion. Uh, I just yeah, caught up, read some books, did a bit of study. You know, hounded people for windlasses. Enjoyed the bar. So, you know, Jean-Michel was, uh, yeah, it was a nice experience. We, uh, you know, had some really nice meals in the um, in the restaurant. We uh, had an evening meal on the jetty, which was really quite nice. Um, you know, kids all swimming around with um, torches at night uh, looking for sea life. So that was, uh, yeah, it was quite fascinating. The only thing that's interesting is they, they don't welcome any other guests. So I guess it's an exclusive resort. They, they take people wanting to dive there, um, but they don't uh, take any external guests. So some resorts will welcome external guests, have a drink at their bar, eat a meal. Uh, Jean-Michel doesn't. So if you're a guest, that is a positive because you don't have people coming and going from your hotel. It's just a, a lot of number of guests. I think they have about 20 cabins or bungalows from and different uh, configurations from, you know, couples, honeymoons, executive, to like a family bungalow. All of them, you know, very, very well uh, appointed and, you know, quite, uh, yeah, quite, quite comfortable, very comfortable, in fact. I uh, found the restaurant to be uh, very, very good and no complaints from, from me. Yeah, so we spent, you know, quite a few days there and then we just... Uh, Jumped back on our little Dash 8 at Sabu Sabu. Flew back to Nadi. Again, just grabbed a cab from the uh, the Nadi airport to Vuda. About, I think it was 45 bucks to get back, which wasn't too bad. And um, yeah, and then we were back in the marina, which is back to reality groundhog day, really. So the um, the winch will be uh, sorted in the next day or so. And the um, problem I have now is I have rats. You know, we, we left a... Uh, a rear cockpit window open, and somehow we got rats on the boat. 
uh, I didn't even realize there was rats at um, at the marina, but I have a rat in the boat somewhere or two. So um, just gone and got a whole heap of traps and sticky pads, uh, poisons, and I'm learning everything about um, yeah, killing rats. So that is a challenge uh, that I need to face. Otherwise, these little fuckers will destroy my boat. Um, I think at the moment um, I'm getting quotes back of like 1300 for the winch to be delivered. So it's still not too bad compared to, um, it would have cost me four and a half grand to buy a new one. Getting freighted up here. Yeah, it's, it's not that easy to get things freighted in now. I mean, it's doable, of course. So yeah, that's where I'm going to leave this and I'll pick it up in a day or two and uh, tell you how we're going with rats and where the uh, where the anchor winch is. Welcome to Solo Sailing with Trevor White, part three of my anchor winch and rat saga. So I have the winch back on the boat. It's uh, connected and working. We had a few challenges trying to get it um, wired up properly, but it's all back and working properly. Sealed it down this morning and um, looks good. It's working perfectly. It's the best it's ever worked, to be perfectly honest, since I've owned the boat. So um, it's completely reboot from motor, shaft, bearings, uh, bushes. Yeah, there uh, there isn't much that isn't rebuilt on that winch apart from the casing. So I'm hoping it's going to get another 10 years use. The uh, rat saga, I caught one of those little suckers in a traditional metal wrap with peanut butter. So that got drowned and tossed in the bin. And I still have sticky pads everywhere now. So the advice from the rat experts was don't poison them because then you'll have a stingy rat stuck in the bottom of your bilge. You need to catch them and get rid of them. So I have sticky pads everywhere with peanut butter on them trying to catch rats. And we'll see if we've got any more rats. But in the meantime, they managed to eat a whole pile of rubber seals, uh, which were just you know, hatch seals, um, and a variety of other little things. No significant damage, but just annoying. Uh, but I intend to make sure the boat is rat-free, so I've put much better um, rat security, rat security screens on my windows, because we still have windows open on the boat at night. I've put rat preventers on the lines coming from the wharf um, to stop them getting on, so plastic bowls cut and then taped on. And um, and I've got traps on the deck as well. I've got you know, little peanut incentives to uh, jump into a trap before they get into the boat. So I'm hoping all those preventive advantages will stop any rats from um, getting in, into the boat, or if they're in the boat, we'll catch them and get rid of them any further. The, um, yeah, so the, uh, the next part of the adventure is sailing to the Isawa. So I think um, we'll leave to the Isawa very soon. We're gonna go into town and um, pick up a few things. So yesterday we went in again, picked up some more gear, a bit more booze, got one more little shop I'll do, picked up some gas from the um, the gas depot, which is just at the front of the um, marina here. Basically, walk up the, the main gate, turn left, $15 for a four kilo gas bottle. Pretty straightforward. Uh, cab, you know, grabbed a cab here into town. Cost me 50 bucks to drive in, wait for me to do some shopping and drive back. Well, and a McDonald's meal, I shouted him lunch. Um, so he seemed more ha happy about the lunch than anything else. Yeah, what else? Uh, need to sort out the bills for leaving. And then we're off to the Asawas. Going to head up there and do some diving. So the Asawas is about 22 nautical miles, or the closest part of the Asawas. And we are going to head to a little island 
which is the closest island, which is Kuta Island, at the southern part of the um, Isawas. And there's a dive resort on the northern tip of that. And they do diving with bull sharks. So Rian wants to dive with bull sharks. I have no intention of diving with bull sharks. But yeah, we just need to pick the uh, weather conditions and uh, enable us to get in there and go and uh, sort out diving with bull sharks. So that's the plan at the moment. I might even finish this uh, this chat about Vuda. Um, generally, you know, I've been catching up with mates here in Vuda. Been going to the bar a lot. The meals are pretty good. You know, 20, 30 bucks. You get a decent a burger or pizza. You know, beers for a few bucks. Good crew. You know, the uh, bar staff are really friendly. Marina staff, you know, chandlery. Everybody's very helpful here. So, um, and there's a lot of people just coming and going. There's a huge turnover. You're meeting people from, you know, Tonga and uh, other places, even Fiji. Sorry, not Fiji, uh, New Zealand where we were. So it seems to be a, a very much a transit up, you know, as I say, if you, you come into Fiji, eventually you'll end up in um, in Vuda. And you can do a lot worse than being in here. Uh, just have enough fenders for when you come into the marina. Like I see people come in, they've probably got a couple of fenders and that is not enough. You need at least um, at least four, maybe six, you know, a couple of flat ones. Gets you out of trouble. They're easy to stow. So just something to consider if you're finding yourself in Fiji and you're planning to stop at Vuda. Um, turn up, jump on the radio, say hello, find a berth and then um, come in when they tell you. The, there is also a small anchorage at the front, but if the weather is blowing southeasterly, it's pretty ugly there, and it's not much of an anchorage. And then you would either need to go around to Latuga Township, or there's another little little bay just around the corner, about, um, what is it, probably about four mile to the uh, north, northwest of uh, Vuda. There's a small bay where you can hide from any sort of it, southeasterly winds but um yeah i think that's enough for this little th uh, little journey i'll put a i'll put a link to um the jean michel resort quite enjoyed it there um i'll tr try and put a link for the uh, food and marina as well you yeah, know super help helpful people and um thanks for joining me and safe sailing